technology shapes and influences every aspect of our lives today. And we're only beginning to scratch the surface of understanding how it will radically change the way we live and work in the future. Coming up... If you want to embrace that dynamism, that agility, that promise of creating new value proposition, of creating new vertical services for various ports, you are disaggregating your network function, your workload into smaller chunks, what we know and call as microservices. Each one of them is independently capable of scaling handling each of these functionalities independently and so that we can embrace maximum concept of reuse. You're listening to The Future Rhythmic Podcast with Michael Hainsworth, a Nokia original series. Jitin Bandari has been guiding the telecommunications industry on a transformational journey from dumb pipe provider to a flexible 5G partner of the fourth industrial revolution. And going cloud native is critical to that success. But once a communications service provider recognizes the need to move much of their functionality to various cloud models, what's beyond cloud native? I started my conversation with Jitin by pointing out that when we talk about going beyond cloud native, we're acknowledging the cloud is just one of the many tools needed for the overall digital transformation of a wireless carrier. You started up right on the note by talking or mentions of a word called cloud native. But before we go there, you gotta you gotta understand that you know there are two fundamental transformations that are happening and I'll use the word, uh, what we call as network disaggregation. And that's what the whole concept of cloud is. And what cloud brings in is this whole concepts of edge, far edge, and core data centers, or what we call a regional and national data centers in CSP's terminology. So there's a lot of network, um, what we call um, segregation uh, uh, is happening uh, at a network level. And these are obvious concepts of cloud. What is also interesting, and I don't know if our listeners have thought through this, um, cloud native concepts bring a unique network function disaggregation or what we call as workload disaggregation because the very principle of cloud native is to break down any software applications, any workload. And here we are obviously talking about telco workloads or telco software applications. We'll talk and double dip, uh, double dip on more about it. Uh, cloud native is all about workloads or network function disaggregation. That is taking a workload, taking a software, what it does in any part of the network, whether you are doing radio, whether you are doing routing, whether you are in the core of the network, whether you're doing operations or assurance part of the software, what we are saying here behind the cloud native principles, uh, you are disaggregating your network function, your workload into smaller chunks, what we know and call as microservices. Each one of them is independently capable of scaling, handling each of these functionalities independently and so that we can embrace maximum concept of reuse. So, you know, this whole notion of when we talk about 5G and when we talk about cloud, these extrapolations to cloud native then becomes a norm because keep in mind, we're talking about network disaggregation as well as network function disaggregations when we talk about the telco worlds. 
And going cloud native isn't sufficient into itself. As you pointed out, we had discussed on a recent episode that we must embrace a high degree of automation. You point out, however, that there are many nuances and sub-segments to this. I think this is something we need to dig deeper into. You know, uh, you said it so rightly. And um, uh, I, I believe that, you know, the concepts of cloud and cloud native has been overly talked about. And before we go into the word automation, I must also say uh, that, you know, automation as a whole has been a very overused term in our telco industry as in general, right? And, uh, you know, I almost request my listeners to start thinking and breaking down the frameworks of automation into four clear, distinct categories. And before I go into that, um, you know, I want to bring up two important concepts that will be critical to our talk. There are two important tool sets beyond cloud native that we will be talking today, right? One is that we will be talking about automation that you just brought it up. We'll scratch the surface, what really automation means, why it's an overused and overloaded term, how we should break it down in truly telco segments, right? And in, in our telecom software transformation as we are going through it. The other concept that, you know, is almost very important for us is this concept of what we have started calling the readiness to any cloud. And, you know, this concept of any cloud that will scratch itself surface later um, is seamlessly connected to the concepts of automation. And, um, you know, they go hand in hand to truly make uh, the promise of 5G come full to life. Let's break it down automation into four frameworks, right? And and if you pause and think, there is a whole lot of software transformation going on right now in our networks, right? Uh, our radios are getting transformed, as we know, um, heavily, you know, utilizing and using virtualized and cloud concepts, what we call as VRAN and CRAN concepts. Uh, there's a huge transformation of overlays, underlays, software-defined networking inside the routing is going on. There's a whole lot of discussion in the industry in the routing space of using white boxes and generic softwares that can control those white boxes of shuffling packets from left to right, as we say it. Um, and then there's a huge transformation going on in the core of the network and, and the associated applications, which we call the operations applications, the experience applications, and the assurance applications. So software is everywhere, right? And when we talk about software at such a large scale that our telco CSP journey is ongoing, and as I said, it's a very exciting time because our CSPs and have not had not even a single CSP who has brought up these kind of huge transformation, one concept that constantly emerges is the concept of automation. And uh, when I say that we break it out into four parts, uh, we almost need to think about the automation in, in four phases. One is, um, and I'll keep the these concepts on the table and we can definitely deep dive further into each one of them. Um, the one concept is of uh, just in entirety, when you're talking about a workload, when I'm talking about a software application, whether it's a radio applications or a core application, how do you bring it to life in a day zero, day one scenario? When I say day zero, day one scenario is when you're bringing network to life, uh, when you're onboarding that applications, when you are making those first configurations to make that service to life, how are you deploying that applications seamlessly? Then comes underneath those deployment and initial configs, the architectures of what we love about is resiliency and redundancy. 
you know how do you scale these applications how do you make them more resilient how do you get them ready for five nines seven nines and how are your architectures on resilience is working around it and all those relates to what we call as the life cycle management of a workload or an application right so that's right in itself is first degree of automation that one needs to be thinking about and remember um, in all of this dialogue in the backdrop of it we have this concepts of cloud native and cloud native brings up the concepts of microservices and microservices brings up the concepts of containers and network function disaggregation that I've been talking about, here comes the complexity around automating a workload, an application, through the true lifecycle management of it from its days of initial deployment to a full functioning of that network function to a depleting of a network function, if you may want to call, if you want to take down that service in the network. So that in itself, um, is a Hercules task, if I may say, when you're talking about just the lifecycle management in a true cloud-native world, when you have done network function disaggregation and embrace the concepts of microservices, how do you solve that puzzle at a level zero is in itself is a challenge, and that's where the, where the most of the discussions that now that we are having with our customers. So then what are the other three facets that we need to focus on here? We are living in a true software world. And when we are living in a true software, we are talking about hundreds of workloads and applications. And these hundreds of workloads and applications will be continuously built by multi-vendor communities. Because if you think about our CSP friends, and I really, really think a lot about them because they are truly in a any-to-any -any scenario. What I mean by an any-to-any -any scenario is in every CSP environment, you've got multiple vendors sourcing in their software in different parts of their networks. And there are multiple use cases that they are heading to taking those software use cases, right? And, and software workloads that they are consuming in. So as a result of which, they have a very unique challenge when you have a continuous pipeline of software that is being pumped by multiple software vendors out there. And how do you automate the consumption and the delivery model? And this is where the second phase of automation comes into play. Often you have heard this term of CI and CD, which is the continuous integration and continuous delivery. To me, actually beyond the lifecycle management, that becomes your next second stop when we talk about automation. Because if you are a service provider and you are working in multi-vendor environments and you are set up to consume software from different sources, and that software is going to be very high touch point, you'll probably be getting software drops every eight weeks, every 12 weeks, sometimes every four weeks to various security vulnerability patches, to features functionality, and to new enhancements in 5G. What you need to be doing is you need to almost automate seamlessly that pipeline from your vendor communities all the way to your delivery pipeline of how those softwares are consumed into your network, build up to a use case and dynamically deliver to the end use case that our CSP friends are building up for their networks.
right? So that whole continuous delivery, continuous consumption of that software and that dynamism. And inside that dynamism, uh, Michael, you got to think about all those plethora, hundreds of test use cases that will emerge because a new software has arrived into the CSP arena. How do you do automate and that's life cycles of those test automation frameworks that you need to build in into it? How does that CD pipeline or the continuous delivery pipeline matures as we embrace these multiple softwares, whether it's a core software or a radio software or a join of a core software to a radio software and doing end-to-end -end validation is a very complex topic for our CSPs. So to me, bringing that double click on that second phase of automation, which is about faster consumption, faster deliveries, agile models of absorbing software is almost going to be a second stop for us to be thinking about automation. It sounds like an incredible headache for any CSP to be dealing with multi-vendor software deployments coming in as quickly as every four weeks. We, we had this uh, experience in Canada recently with a major telecommunications provider getting a third-party software update that knocked their entire network nationwide down. How do we ensure that we're building these environments that are scalable, but also that don't destroy the fabric of the network we've been trying to build in the first place. Yeah, and, and then I, I must say that security has been of utmost concern out there, and that's why not only you hear the concepts of DevOps or delivery operations, that's a term that we, we started talking more about, which is talking about exactly this dynamism of dynamic consumption of the software. We have also been talking about uh, DFSecOps are um, designed for security, but at the same time, thinking about security while delivering reliable software out into these CD pipelines. And and one other aspect that you know I want to focus, Michael, out here is as you are consuming these dynamic softwares, you got to step back and go to the next intent, which is the basic foundational intent of the 5G. Um, era is all about verticalization and unleashing new businesses, right? And if you want to do that, you're talking about dynamic creation and depletion of services or building what we call a service intent network. No longer you're talking about one software applications or one specific aspect of your network, whether it could be radio or core, but you are zooming up at a higher degree level and you're talking about services and the creation of the services. This is all the fun and the promise of the 5G was behind the concepts of network slicing. So if you want to embrace that dynamism, that agility, that promise of creating new value proposition, of creating new vertical services for various ports, various dynamic transportation industries and so on and so forth, we gotta be talking about the third phase, third phase of automation. And what is that third phase of automation? Uh, that third phase of automation is taking the concepts of lifecycle management as how workloads are deployed, managed, and depleted, taking the concepts of continuous integration and delivery, and tying those concepts into a third degree of automation, what we call about service orchestration, where service definitions, services comes to life. These are services where CSPs thinks about their end customers, 
how these services will be consumed, how the SLAs and the QoS be associated with these services, how the underlying fabric of the network delivered to those QoS and SLAs as we build these services from a higher degree service orchestrator. So to me, that becomes um, a paramount design exercise when we are rebuilding our 5G networks behind the concepts of cloud and cloud native that we start thinking about a service-based intent network, a service-oriented framework, and all the more a service orchestration that is going to be the brain of the network in a 5G concepts. So that's our third stop to automation. And, and, and the journey is not yet complete. We have a fourth stop coming. Well, the journey is just beginning, really, I suppose, even though we've been on this road for some time. Geographies and markets may be different, but several CSPs like DISH, AT&T, T-Mobile, and others, they've already implemented 5G SA, 5G standalone, beginning with the core and the associated functions. What are they doing right that we can then apply to other CSPs who are just beginning this journey? You know, that is a phenomenal question. And I, I said in the start or the beginning of our talk, we are in entering already into a very, very exciting phase uh, of our times. And I must say, that, you know, this is the best time of my career that I'm enjoying um, staying here with Nokia and, and seeing the transformation that I'm seeing all around us. Uh, one thing for, for sure, uh, the amount of dialogues and the maturity of dialogues this time around with the wave of 5G, unlike any other wave before whether it's a 3g wave or a 4g wave is all about talking about business value how do we create business value and what's the business intent behind any transformation that we are embracing onto the network so that's a fantastic discussion to have and some of the service providers you named in while they are embracing digital transformation one thing is in sharp focus for each one of these is how do i create more business value and that is why what they have realized is beyond the noise of cloud native, beyond the noise of cloud, what they have started focusing on that if I need to bring in agility and dynamism to the network, I need to embrace these concepts of automation in any cloud. And the fourth piece of it that I was about to close on is also a very essential piece because if you think about it, Michael, that we spend about 30% of our life cycle in building a network and 70% of the life cycle in continuously managing, managing and updating our networks, which means that service assurance aspects of our networks becomes very critical. And hence, the concept of automation into service assurance also becomes critical. So a lot of our vendors, a lot of our service provider friends who are knee deep into these dialogues are not only just talking about initial rollouts and initial buildouts, but also building a very sound framework of automation around service assurance. How does in a cloud and in a cloud native world, when you have already disaggregated a cloud network, when you have already disaggregated your network functions into various microservices, how do you keep a pulse of this highly complex network in a cloud native environment? And the only answer to that is pure degree of automation into service assurance frameworks. How do you take out fault management, performance management, various aspects of the, the network that keeps your network pulse at check? How do you build a proactive, a reactive framework 
uh, around the assurance is almost becoming critical. So these are the kind of mature dialogues and I'm really, really happy nowadays that the dialogues are very holistic in nature. They are not only talking about the initial phase of the network, but also the manageability, maintainability, operability of the network and a full dynamism and a full 360 degree way, the way automation is being done. And that's the kind of mature dialogue we expect from our service provider friends who are almost in their fifth generation, as we say, of rebuilding their networks. To them, is the sell job of network desegregation that it creates more flexibility for the end customer and new business opportunities, or is it that it reduces costs for the CSP? I must say that, you know, the more worry that we all have collectively as an industry is how do we create more value, right? Absolutely, the more concepts of automation, the more concepts of zero touch we embrace in these networks we are going to bring down the cost of operations that is humongous in today's network. That goes without the saying. And this brings me to a very important concept uh, as we have been talking about 5G and then we have been talking about cloud, the concepts of any cloud. You know, if you pause and think about it, right, and now you're talking about cost and savings, um, the classic problem our service providers are facing today is that I've got a new wave of technology. That's what we call 5G. I need to update my radio stations to the newest and greatest technology. It's sounding like I need to rebuild my routing and core of the network and associated operations embracing cloud native technologies. But then I have a business problem. And the business problem is, should I go to a CapEx-based model or an OpEx-based model as I build up and rebuild up my network into a cloud paradigm? So that's a business problem. And, and, and that's one of the unique business problems that our service providers' friends are facing. And they are in sort of a trisecta. And based on the geographies you play in, based on the areas and the domains and the services you play in, based on the life cycle of your own network, um, the business drivers, whether it should be a CapEx or an OpEx-based decision, is actually leading up to you whether you will make a choice of going full on a private cloud, full on embracing on a public cloud, and taking all your workloads and all of your network into a full public cloud gamut, or you grow more an intermediate path of what we call as hybrid clouds, where you have the best of the both worlds. And many of these decisions, when you talk about cost and optimization and embracing cloud and embracing the concepts of 5G, is all about driven by your business decisions. And that's what's happening right now as we speak. And that is why any cloud concepts has become almost critical to the discussions of selection and rebuilding of our 5G network. So to come back to step three, building the core for any cloud, it sounds like that means that deploying the mobile core requires partnership with a public cloud service provider. Yes, and, and you know, before you make that statement and come and jump to that conclusions, you know, let me, let me give a little color to what I mean by any cloud and why we absolutely believe that at this point in time when our service provider friends are uh, rebuilding their networks all across the game, um, what sort of strategies they must use um, for selections of various vendors that they select, whether in the space of radio, 
whether in the space of routing and whether in the space of core of the network, right? And and and, and realize, you know, as I said, um, you know, what we strongly believe, and I think that's where the industry is fast transforming to, that the strategies of today can transform as the time cycle of business changes for CSPs. And what I mean by that, a today's day of CapEx intensive framework could be translating to an OPEX intensive framework based on the dynamics of what kind of services and what kind of geographies you are serving in, into. So that means that if your business value proposition and your hunger to chase down new services and new services revenue means that you need to have underlying dynamism of how you build your network, you need to select right vendors right application vendors as your true partners whose application can be deployed in any form of cloud. That's what we mean by any cloud. That means if I'm a supplier of an A application, say take a couple of examples of our core applications, whether we call about the packet core or the subscriber data management, these are the, the, the heart of these applications of the core network, I should be able to take this application and based on the underlying strategies of the CSP, should be able to deploy them to a private cloud of their choice or to a public cloud of their choice if they partner with the big hyperscalers that we know of who are ready to jump in into the telco gamut or somewhere in between where they have hybrid strategies where they've gone with the regional and national data centers where they're building it privately whereas they are partnering with hyperscalers and public cloud vendors for their edge and far edge strategies. And what is interesting to note here is that, that the true partnership for a CSP with a vendor or with a vendor like us or anybody else out there would only be successful is if there is dynamism to the principle of how these applications are built ground up with the concept of agnostic platforms and the concepts of any cloud. So we are seeing these interesting dialogues. Um, we are seeing very interesting challenges and opportunities as we are building these workloads and applications on any cloud. Uh, some phenomenal discoveries we have done as we have had experience in building to both private cloud arena as well as public cloud arenas with big of our hyperscalers. We have thrown our bunch of workloads and validated them and have all sorts of interesting discoveries. But I must say that my request, my call out to our service provider friends is that you know whenever you're making selections, whenever you're making decisions as you're rebuilding either the radio of the networks or the core of the networks behind 5G and cloud, make sure that these applications are grounded up into the concepts of any cloud. It sounds like you're telling us that everyone's going through a software transformation journey. They're all at different stages, but CSPs don't need to relive each step of the journey over and over and over if they lay out their automation principles in a generic way that supports this multi-vendor environment. That's actually right. You know, so now we are coming to sort of a convergence, what I talked about at the start of the talk. You know, we talked about the four principles of automation, clearly four cycles to it. And that gives you a full 360 degree view of not only how you deploy a workload, not only how you consume software, not only how you define a service, but also how do you do assurance and manageability of your operations. And that's the four 
uh, you know, pillar framework for automation. And then we talked about cloud and, and how any cloud readiness to your workloads is almost critical. What we are interestingly finding, Michael, and this is where I want to take a pause and just reflect on some of our learnings around any cloud to our CSP friends who are listening out there to this show, you know, we're finding very interesting findings and, and, and it seems like a very simple concept. Um, it doesn't take much. Everyone would think that you take a software applications, design it in such way that it could run on a Google Cloud versus an Amazon versus an VMware Cloud and things like that. There shouldn't be much challenges to it. Fact of the matter is, you know, our real-time communication applications, whether we talk about radio or whether we talk about routing or whether we talk about core of the network, they seems to be very network-hungry applications. What I mean by that is um, the intensity at which we shuffle packets through our networks and the concepts of latency and jitter is so prime that you need to almost start thinking about what are the challenges in networking that we need to overcome if we want to truly build a real-time communications applications that can run on any cloud. And that's the sort of problem solving we are doing right now as we speak. The amount of unique challenges that we are seeing around in this area, whether we talk about how do we handle the simple concepts of network segregation, a concept of network segregation that has well lived in our telco networks for almost three or more decades. We almost segregate all the time our control plane traffic from our user plane traffic. Now we onboard these applications on public cloud. How do we make sure that in public cloud environments, network segregation is respected? Another concept I will bring up here, the concepts of congestion handling, signaling storms, we have often talked about in telco cloud environments that you could have attached thousands and millions of subscribers at one go attaching to the network just because of a power surge or a failure or a natural disaster or a calamity. And congestion handling and signaling storms are very normal to telco environments. How do we make sure that signaling storm scenarios, congestion handling scenarios, when we turn on all of these workloads into public cloud environments or private cloud environments are well handled through. Throughput and scale. That's another nuance that we have been talking about when we talk about any cloud concepts that we are thinking that are we delivering to those promises of 10 milliseconds, 20 milliseconds latency and acute amount of jitters that we want to deliver to in a 5G use case, will the public clouds and the private clouds of the world be able to deliver to this? So these are the kind of concepts we are discussing. Um, the topic of any cloud, as much as it looks simple on the surface, Michael, uh, trust me, you know, we are having a lot of fun. That's all I would say from a software design perspective. And, <laughs> and then, you know, um, it's a very exciting journey. And, and that's why I thought, you know, it's very relevant for us to bring these two concepts, not only the automation concept, but also the concepts of any cloud. Because right now I feel like we are still uh, in large part of our discussions um, just scratching the surface, as I say, through the concepts of 5G or cloud or cloud native and not deep diving into the two concepts that we are talking today, which is automation and any cloud.
You sound like a kid let loose in a wireless candy store, didn't you? <laughs> uh, this is the passion I live for. And, you know, if I recollect, um, you know, last time we talked about and you asked me a very thought-provoking question last time, you know, what do you live for? And if you ask me that question again on this talk of ours, my answer would be the same. Do you remember what I said? I gave you an answer in one single word. And that single word was simplification. And I tell you, I stand by, by my word. And uh, I must say that, you know, these two concepts that we are talking, one is of automation, the other one is of readiness of workload applications to any cloud. If you pause and think about it, this is all geared up towards simplifying our networks. Simplification is the theme that lives through behind these two big concepts. And that's exactly what we need for our, for our CSPs and our for telco environments, which are getting complicated by every day. So that complexity has to be thrown out. And that is why I'm urging our friends out there on the CSP side that we have to bring these two concepts up front and center as we are rebuilding our 5G journey. See the future. Listen to what's next. Read about world-changing ideas. All by visiting nokia.com slash insights. The Futurithmic podcast with Michael Hainsworth is a Nokia original series.